Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. Thank you so much for taking time to tune in from wherever you are in the United States and around the world. If you're new to the show, I'd like to extend a warm welcome and an invitation to join our large audience and our community of co-creation and spiritual support. We are dedicated to helping you cultivate peace in your life through self-awareness, and we offer something for everyone. I am a psychic medium, advanced energetic healer, spiritual teacher, and channel for Jesus, and I work with others in the divine. Featured monthly segments include A Course in Miracles virtual class with the co-president of the Foundation for Inner Peace, Robert Rosenthal, MD, and energetic healing segments where you can call in for free long-distance healing. Today's segment is the latest installment in our Masterclass Educational Series, Guidance from Spirit, Channels Messages from Beyond the Veil. My special guest co-host, Danielle Gibbons, joins me today to share her perspective on the chosen topic. Danielle has served as full-body channel for Mother Mary since 1994, allowing Mother, in her distinct voice, to share a universal truth and lend guidance for the human journey. After our discussion, Mother will come through to offer her divine wisdom on the subject. Danielle is the author of Mother Mary's Pathway to Love and has connected people worldwide with Mother's love and grace through best-selling courses, life-changing retreats, radio appearances, and online events to inspire individuals to awaken and expand their consciousness. To learn more and to connect, visit BelovedPublications.com. If you would like to explore more of Mother's teachings, you can review the audio and video archive I've created on my website, SpiritualInsightsRadio.com, where you'll find direct links to their bi-weekly YouTube videos and regular appearances on other shows such as Conscious Talk Radio. I think you'll find the array of topics very interesting and enlightening. And also, if you are new to the show, we recently added another divine being to the lineup of these beautiful classes, and that is Archangel Metatron. So be sure to check out his page while you're there at the website and soak in his lovely guidance and his warm sense of humor. He's just wonderful. Well, I am anxious to get started. Join me in welcoming Danielle back to the show. Hello, Danielle. Good to be with you again. Hey, Charlotte. It's so wonderful to be here with you. Oh, we have an interesting topic for today. It is Boundaries and balance. Yes. I think it's a good one. I agree. It's one of my favorites, and it's something I've been really working on for, like, really consciously working on it for about a solid year now. And, um, oh, my gosh, it's the the changes and the – uh, empowerment that I've been experiencing from focusing on boundaries has been extraordinary. 
I can imagine because, you know, when you hear the word boundaries, I don't know about anyone else, but when I hear the word boundaries, I get kind of like mixed feelings about it. And I yep. don't, or I didn't have a very clear definition of what that was. So in my mind, I would use the word rules or behavioral guidelines, such as, you know, I don't want to be spoken to in a certain way or here's here's a big example. Don't show up at my house unannounced. Email me, call me, see if I'm available. Yeah. You don't know if I'm doing a show. You don't know if I'm recording something. You don't know what I'm doing. And yeah. I was getting, when I get to the point where I'm so mad that I feel like I'm, I'm about to explode and I have to calm down and say to somebody, you can't do that, you know, and there's a sign on the door that says do not disturb, recording in progress. So I had to go from rules to boundaries and soften it and kind of dig into that definition to understand what it's for, what that boundary is for. And so just in the past week is when I started my super conscious exploration of it. That makes sense? Because you, you oh. and I have talked about it before. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, I, what drove me to start uh, really focusing on it was a relationship, a friendship that uh, just imploded in such a bizarre way. And I really had to step back and look at the relationship um, because I knew right away that I had a, a, well, like any relationship, I mean, I'm 50%. So it was like, I thought, all right, what, what is my 50% here? And what I discovered is that with this person, my boundaries basically sucked. And I, and the price I paid was the loss of this relationship. And then as I looked back, I realized that, <laughs> oh, it was one of those light bulb moments, Charlotte, you know, like when you think, oh, my gosh, there, I see it. I could yeah. see that the reason that all my uh, significant relationships in my life uh, either began in the first place or ended poorly was because uh, of my lack of boundaries. Wow. And it was fascinating. And I ended up taking this online course called, <laughs> of all things, Boundary Boot Camp. And the woman who does the course, uh, her name's Terry Cole. She's a um, psychotherapist, and she specializes in boundaries and relationships. And uh, she has a YouTube channel, great videos for anybody, like, that needs help with boundaries. Great videos. She posts all the time. And um, that course, I tell you, Charlotte, it was a revelation. Wow. To see it all written down and, you know, all the information uh, really distilled into a very powerful, focused form, uh, it, I, I couldn't believe how, and granted, my boundaries have definitely been growing and getting better over the years ever since I stepped on this path, but it was my relationships with my really, really significant people, like the people that seem to matter the most or that 
maybe there was the highest risk that if I lost that relationship, there'd be, there'd be a lot of pain to that mm-hmm. loss. That's when my boundaries just kind of fell apart. Um, and diving deep into the exploration of it, it was astonishing. It was astonishing. So uh, I love this subject. <laughs> well, just the short amount of time that I spent with it, um, I, I had to start writing because what I was hearing in my head was so rich um, mm-hmm. and full of revelation. And I I decided, I, I said, okay, well, look at what makes you angry. So in exploring your own boundaries or lack thereof or the health of those boundaries, because we've got to have, we have to have healthy boundaries, right? That's I think that's a, a, yeah. a critical description, healthy boundaries. Yeah. Um, because otherwise I think we run the risk of building a wall to keep people out or, or prevent them from coming any closer, and that's not healthy. So I looked at what makes me angry, like someone just showing up and knocking on the door mm-hmm. and I'm in the middle of something important. But I, I needed to go deeper than that. So what I did was I swung it over to look at other people's boundaries. And so mm-hmm. I did that because when people train you on how to treat them, you're getting an exercise in what their boundaries are. So I said, well, let me take that angle. And then I thought of you. So if you don't mind, I have an anecdote of a communication we shared that taught me a lot. Can I share that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So – uh, some time ago, I had emailed you on a weekend, and you were kind enough to respond, but you told me that weekends are family time or downtime or, or whatever you want to do with them, and that you don't normally answer emails on the weekend. I said, oh, okay, and I took a note of it. And then not too long ago, I was so excited about something, it probably had to do with Metatron. I was like, oh, I, I should tell Danielle before I forget while I'm still in this moment. But I forgot to put in my email, this is for Monday. Don't read this until Monday. <laughs> and you wrote back, you know, your thoughts like, oh, that's wonderful. This and that. Oh, by the way, I'm really not available on the weekend. <laughs> that kind of thing. And I felt so bad. So when I sat down to look at boundaries, that came to mind. And it was an important moment to think through because now I can see it as, not that I ignored what you said and or I was rude, you know what I mean, because I have this uh, thing for me about not being rude to people yeah, or inconsiderate. It's, that is very high on my list of priorities is that you should always be considerate of another person's feelings or what have you. But I wasn't using the word boundaries, but this allowed me to bring that up and look at it in the context of boundaries. And I could see then in this way, I violated your boundary. You had stated clearly you're not available on the weekend, but now I can see it at a deeper level. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And for something as, you know, minor as that, you know, for me, what's been very freeing about boundaries is when I say that to people, it's really more about, um, hey, don't expect a reply <laughs> until Monday or, you know, at some point during the week just because I don't, I normally don't, you know, answer emails over the weekend. And so it's more about, yes, for sure, stating a boundary, but people can email me whenever they want. But people I'm close to, like you, I just want you to know that I'm not, like, 
blowing you off or, you know, are just not responding, but I'm, I'm saying, oh, just as a reminder, you know, I don't normally respond until the week, uh, so don't expect, you know, a response. And, and what the boundary has helped free me up is my own guilt, like feeling that pressure, like, you know, I don't like to yes. answer. Sometimes, every once in a while, I'll work on the weekends and I'll do emails, but normally I don't. And so having the boundary and just stating it and being free of it, you don't, you're free of the guilt. Like, oh, Mm -hmm. I should really answer emails because people are emailing the weekend. And it was like, no, I just have to state that I don't normally do that. And so if people want to email me on the weekend, then they just know not to expect a response. And all of a sudden it just freed up all that weird energy and the, and any guilt and any possible resentment, that's the mm-hmm. product. I kept building resentment, but I wasn't stating my boundaries with people. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. it was like it was that weird, twisted kind, because I was afraid to say what I needed. Right. Then I just expect people to, you know, do things the way I want them to do them. And then when they don't, I get, you know, pissy or resentful. It was like, Hey, 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 wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Right. What's really going on here? I have a quote for you and for everybody who's listening uh, from Brené Brown. I love this quote. The most compassionate people are often the most boundaried. Huh? Because think about it. What I just said, it's like when you have good, healthy, loving boundaries, you relieve yourself of all that extra yuck energy. So there's no reason to build resentments because you've informed you, like just like coming to your door. You've informed people that, you know, you're not, you don't answer, don't come over. So the consequences are you're not going to answer your door. Right? If people still choose to, you know, step over that boundary and come to your door, you're not going to open the door. Or if you do, you're, you know, you're going to say, I- I'm not available right now. You need to call before you come. See well, you later. And, you it know, might be a little angrier than that. You, or I might have well, the look on my face. It's, it's pretty severe when I get that look in my eyes, like. I bet, you yeah, know, that's a little bit harsher of a violation because you kind of can't avoid, you know, responding to it. But you know what I'm saying? It's, it, uh-huh. um, it frees everybody up. And then people know what your boundary is. And they might forget sometimes because people are just people, of course. Sure. But for the most part, people I have found since I've started practicing this, that people really do, like yourself, they really do make an effort to not cross those boundaries, to honor those boundaries. It's just, it's extraordinary. Yes, and the reason this came up was I had a recent client, and I was doing work with their inner child. Mother calls it the little mm. girl or little boy. Mm. And I was doing work in the inner child, and I was like, wow, look at all this energy. And it was of the parents crossing this person's boundaries. And the mm-hmm. translation for that particular energy was encroachment. Ah. And so I pulled up encroachment in my um, thesaurus, mm-hmm. and it came up with words like violation yeah. um, and, and great words like that. Yeah. And 
so we were talking about boundaries and balance. That's that's what started coming out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that, you think, okay, if you're frequently getting upset, something's out of balance. And the only way to achieve balance is to somehow set boundaries where they're needed. So we have to look at it in terms of identifying, reinforcing, identifying where a boundary is needed or identifying what your boundary is, then reinforcing those in a healthy way, or even refining a boundary or redefining it so that you can achieve the balance. For instance, I never set a schedule. If someone needed a reading, you know, I didn't have boundaries set up at all with that until finally mm-hmm. one year, probably around 10 years ago, someone called me. It had to be midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and woke me up out of a sound sleep, and I'm like, hello, you know, one of those. Yeah. And they just start talking and asking questions. I was like, I'm asleep. <laughs> and they said, well, why can't you just answer these questions, and then you can go back to sleep? Yep. I was yep. like, you know, you, you've got a real sense of entitlement there. Yep. Um, yep. Other people, you know, try to get me to rearrange my schedule to accommodate theirs. It's just weird. So there's things like that that I could use in my toolbox to look at. I'm going to have to dig further. Um, I did make a list of stuff like that, like no surprise visits. And let's go into that. Like why does it make us angry? Why do we need it to be a boundary? When it comes to the surprise visits and knocking on the door, what it makes me feel like is that whether they remembered or forgot but mostly I'm talking about things where I've said it over and over more than once. You can't just show up, right? Mm-hmm. I'm working. And it makes me feel that they have no, absolutely no respect that I work from home and dis- and they dismiss my needs or my wants. Yes. You know, like if, if I'm sleeping or if it's that late at night and you don't know if I'm available, then don't call and don't text either, you know. Or if I'm sick or if I don't feel well, let me rest instead of pushing ahead to get what you want. And it's that disrespect that upsets me the most. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. And I and that's where I first started learning about boundaries was working with, with uh, clients in, in this, you know, in the channeling setting. And, um, yeah, if you don't set them, and, you know, to be fair in some ways, if you, if you don't set them, then why should they uh, respect any kind of you know it's they don't know they're just doing what they do and uh and so i've learned that if i want things a certain way or i or i have certain needs you know i have to state that very very clearly and i also learned that oh my gosh big time around money and this work that we do um Mm -hmm. and you know, uh, doing trades, just having lack of clarity with money and not really being clear with people about money and all kinds of things. And it, it just, um, it's, it's an extraordinary growth opportunity when you work the way we do with people because mm-hmm. I find that the vast majority of people, like not the person who called you at midnight, <laughs> that's, that's oh, a particular that was kind of person who tends yeah. to be pretty self-absorbed in a very negative way. Um, but exactly, you nailed people, it. 
most people are just people. And they just, you know, they don't, it's not their business. So they're not thinking in terms of business. They're just, you know, doing things on the fly and when they remember it and all that kind of stuff. And so I realized maybe about five years or six years in that I had to be the one to create the boundaries and really clarify them. Even now, even now today, I am constantly re-clarifying my boundaries when it comes to my work. Uh, And I'm and it's astonishing how if it's even just a little bit unclear, uh, people don't get it. They don't absorb it or they just no. kind of zoom right past it. And so I believe the reason this is for me is because I have needed healthy, loving boundaries that I never, I don't don't know if I had them when I was young or I didn't know Mm -hmm. how to create them or I didn't have the courage to create them. And and not just because the trick is, it's not just setting the boundary, but it's also setting the consequence, right? Yes. So for Mm -hmm. example, for example, uh, yes, you can email me on the weekend, no problem, but I won't answer until <laughs> Monday or Tuesday. So, you know, right. you, you, yeah, go for it. But just that's the, that's the consequence, but, you know, but, don't expect right. an answer. Or, but if, but if or, that's the case, leave you alone. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. that's going to put pressure on you. So yeah. let her have her weekends, you know? Yeah, but I'm just saying that, you know, the consequence is you just won't get an answer. Or, right. you know, I had, I've had to set a consequence for um, when people make appointments with me uh, and they don't give me 24 hours notice of cancellation, uh, I don't refund their money now. You know, I because I had a lot of people who just didn't show up. And I can't, mm-hmm. I can't fill an appointment quite literally at the last second. And I only have so many spots. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that, and as soon as I did, as soon as I did, I can't even tell you how long it's been since I haven't had a no-show. And when it does happen, which is very, very rare, they don't say boo. They never ask for the money back. They just, they totally accept responsibility mm-hmm. for their part in that, for forgetting about it. Um, and they, they know because I've stated that as a boundary, the policy, right. Mm-hmm. And they, I have not had a complaint on that in, uh, like since I started, since I stated that boundary, I have never yep. had a complaint. It frees everybody up. It does. Right? It just frees everybody up. So when a client does forget, uh, yeah, it's a costly lesson, but there's no weirdness between us. There's no reason for them to create a resentment because they knew going in, you know, all that. So just, you know, people are like, oh, bummer, I did that. Oh, well, moving on. You know, done. It's over. I just think that's so empowering for everybody. Like, I just love it. And this is a perfect time to really delve into it because uh, when our boundaries are crossed, whether those boundaries, and this is important too, whether those boundaries are expressed clearly or even implied, such mm-hmm. as it's midnight, that person is probably sleeping. That's an implied boundary, you know. Right. <laughs> that's, that just Sorry. takes common sense. It's so I'm not available it's, to give you a reading at 1 o'clock in the morning. It's you know? 
amazing how people think that it's okay. <laughs> it's too, it right. It kind of blows my mind, you know. Oh, right. Um, one one night, my phone was beside the bed, and it started whistling over and over and over. Somebody was sending me text messages. Mm. And I'm a heavy sleeper, but my husband isn't, you know. Yeah. And the next day, yeah. when I went to read the text messages and saw who it was, it was another person that was very self-absorbed. And mm-hmm. while we were on the subject, had a habit of skipping appointments, and I stopped refunding the money because she bailed on it. If you were in a situation where you needed medical attention or you had a problem to resolve, I can understand that. We all had oh, yeah. personal problems. Oh, yeah. But yeah. she blew me off. So, exactly. well, then you just totally forfeited different. your money is what you did. Um yeah. But when I read all the text messages, in the text message it says, oh, I just realized it's midnight your time. So I called them up and said, yeah, you saw that it was midnight my time, and you continued to send four more text messages. Yeah. And I let her have it. Like, what is wrong yeah. with you? Like, just be mature about it. Anyway, when, they are, when these boundaries are crossed, we, you know, we feel violated in some way or a combination of ways. And I think the reaction to that is we can recoil in fear. Um, in reaction to the event, we can lash out. We can we can certainly speak out or argue, but we can also negotiate or withdraw into silence. Another case mm. in point is somebody um, wrote to me and said they have a friend who is in a really bad way. Could I please, please help her? But she doesn't have a lot of money. She can pay me later. I said, mm. sure, I'll help her out. So I did, and I invested several hours into the person. Of course, I never got paid. Right. So what that taught me was stop feeling sorry for people. And so I figured out a a way around that where if you wanted that person to have help so badly, you pay for it and then let her pay you back. Don't put me in the position of being betrayed. You know, I was basically betrayed in that sense. Yeah. And I also feel that I have designed my business in such a way that I provide an enormous amount of free content, an enormous amount. And Me that too. if you really, if, if money is really an issue and you can't afford a private session with mother, then you will find what you need in those videos, in, you know, all the free content I have. I mean, it's just, uh, and these, these radio shows, uh, you know, you have an enormous amount of free content that mm-hmm. if people really have no money, and they're really searching for answers, they can find the answers right here, right here in what we're doing mm-hmm. right now. And, right. Um, and, and it's, you know, but people feel somehow that their problems are, are uh, somehow so unique that they've never been talked about before or there's never been tools that have been provided before. And, and people right. do want to have that that um, focused attention, there's no doubt about it. And I, and I know how powerful it is. But if I can't pay for it, then, you know, that means that spirit is telling me to look elsewhere, mm-hmm. you know, for me to really dig and make the effort, like to do the research, to find, you know, the free content, to really hone in and say, mm-hmm. okay, wow, this, this free content really, really just, spoke to me so I'm going to practice this and I'm going Mm -hmm. to trust that my soul led me here and I'm going to get what I need and I'm going to feel a little bit better you know so um that uh, I yeah I don't I have not um I I have people gosh 
all the time, all the time asking for either a discount or free or, you know, something. And um, I I don't do it at all anymore. I haven't done it in years and years no. and years. Because it just, I, I don't um, even think I had to say anything out loud. The energy was just in place. I yeah. put my foot down for myself and said, stop bending over backwards for everybody. Because there's two things I want to say. Um, I want to be of service to people all the time. But I had to learn to realize that I needed downtime, private time, like sleeping at night. Um, I deserve <laughs> that. And you have to give that to yourself. That's why it's That's important right. to have a boundary, right? You, right? you give those considerations to yourself in terms of somebody wanting discounts or uh, I really need what you offer, but I can't pay for it. Please feel sorry for me. No, get creative and take up a collection and borrow 10 to $20 off of a multitude of people, and then you can pay them back one at a time. But yeah. don't bring me into that equation. But I, I want to tie this into the conversation from our last transmission where Mother was saying that there are aspects of us that are not serving our highest self, our greater good. They're outdated and any kind of facades or things that we lie to ourselves about ourselves, they need to fall away, and that's what's happening with these shifts in 2019. So mm-hmm. I kind of pulled that into what I was thinking about as I was sitting with this. Right. So I was thinking, you know, if we do let these facades fall away, such as in my my case, you know, I want to be of service all the time, but I cannot. That is the truth. Um, right. There has to be a certain amount of service to myself. But I thought of people who want to be of service and then people who want to be seen as being of service all the time. And so, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. Or people that some people feel... just want to come off like Mother Teresa. Yeah, or and, they feel really that that's how they earn, um, you know, love. People's yes. love is just grinding themselves into dust mm-hmm. and, exactly. and not taking care of themselves. And it's, uh, yeah. And that's servitude, not service, right? Yes. Um, that's how that so yes, thinking That's exactly how she divides that, yes. Right. And... She was talking about, you know, speaking our truth and authenticity, right? Mm -hmm. So then Mm -hmm. if we're talking to ourselves and we're speaking our own truth to ourselves, then this will help us identify our needs, our wants, and establish what would bring us that balance and ultimately the peace that we're looking for because that's what we all want. It's not about money. It's not about partnership. We just want peace, you know. That's right. Um, Right. And we have to see clearly how much or how little or in what ways we are meeting the demands and the obligations of others, whether it's a spouse, children, family, friends, job, right, and meeting the demands of the imbalances in our lives that are crying out to be addressed. So I kind of went into it. So when that alarm sounds that this is out of balance, okay, you have to sit, you have to look at it. What are you, what are you overdoing? Because you're, you're experiencing a situation where there's too much of something and not enough of another, and you need mm, balance. That's, yeah, yeah, that's but, you know, like you said, we're all human. We all need time alone. We need privacy. Um, we need respect. But I think it's important that we really look at ourselves, see what is authentic, and mm-hmm. let the rest fall away. And people will respond in whatever way they respond. That's okay. But I just, for the listeners, don't don't let the busyness of life distract you from the business of learning what brings you peace. You know, if you respect yeah. the boundaries of others, you'll respect yourself. 
So I took it that way too. So look at other people's boundaries. And if you really have respect for them, you'll start to develop a lot more respect for yourself because you're going to yes. feel that you deserve that, right? Um, yes. And you're going to respect your own boundaries enough to keep them healthy, healthily reinforced. Yes. And I, so, I have a great example of that. I, okay. I have been a, a hugger and a, I'm very touchy-feely my whole life yes, since, me too. since day one. Um, and I would just launch myself on people to hug and when I'd meet them. And, or when I talked to people, I'd put my hand on their arm or their leg, you know. And it was just, I just love uh, that physical contact. It's very much about my, how I express love um, and how I enjoy receiving love, holding hands. And, it's not, and it has nothing to do with romantic or sexual, just I just love it. And I learned as I got older that there's a lot of people who don't like that. They don't like to be touched. They don't like to hug. They don't like hugging strangers or anything like that. And, mm-hmm. um, and what was happening when I would just sort of launch myself on people or I'd touch them as I talked to them, I could feel their recoiling and that was painful for me. And finally, I had to realize as I was becoming an adult that it was not okay to do that to just everybody and that I needed to start asking. And when I would ask, hey, are you a hugger or a handshaker? You know, and people would be honest. They were like, I like, I'm a handshaker. You know, and they'd put out their hand or whatever. And I'd be like, okay, great, you know, uh, mm-hmm. or nothing at all. Uh, some people you can just kind of tell that they're really withdrawn and they're, you know, not putting their hand out and they definitely look like they do not want hugging. So I, I had to learn. And as I learned that, as I stopped just really bulldozing people's physical boundaries, energy, energetic boundaries, you know, I, I felt better because I had less rejection on a regular, right. kind of, you know, ongoing basis. And I could see how important it was to respect people's personal space, um, all that kind of stuff. And so it was, I felt that, yes, I was definitely, to the best of my ability, honoring other people's physical boundaries, but I felt very empowered myself because I stopped putting myself in a position to be rejected and hurt. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you, that was you, very powerful as well. Any kind of gesture like that, handshake or hug, it's an exchange of energy. But, yeah, physical boundaries are extremely important and some of the most obvious, but I also made a note of the mental boundaries that we have, um, emotional boundaries, but also political. Somebody called into my show last week and started pushing their political agenda. Mm. I was like, oh, no, 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 watch this. And I I edited some of it out, um, the part that was offensive. But, yeah, I mean, we have to look at what we need in those areas so that our spirits can feel boundless. And, uh, and unbound or restricted or dissatisfied. And I think that's the way to go. Yes. And that's the irony, Charlotte, is when I had no boundaries, I was so repressed and bound. Yes. Right? Isn't that weird? Having no boundaries, uh, you feel other people, I, I felt bound up. And mm-hmm. now with healthy, loving boundaries, yes, I feel more boundless. I feel much more expanded, uh, much mm-hmm. freer. Much freer. much freer. 
and then a few play on words. Yeah. When when you don't have boundaries, you're bound, and when you have boundaries, you're boundless. That's, what that That's was. right. I had a, yeah. that was a good afternoon sitting and writing all that stuff down. I I really got into it in a much deeper way than I have previously. Yeah. Before um, it was like, how do I get someone to stop treating me badly? Mm, why, yes, why can't yes. I make them stop? You know. Right. 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 Yes. Good. Good point. Why can't I make them stop? Why do they keep doing that to me? And uh, and always, mothers like, what's your half? What's your part? What's your half? She said, and always with everything. I would always say, 50%. yes. I would say in my twenties, I, when I I was looking at a situation where I was um, perceiving that I was the victim, and I was looking at it, and I was like, no, that can't be the case. You have to have an energetic contribution to every situation you're in. Mm-hmm. So what is your contribution, whether it is words that you said, an action that you did or didn't do, or silence? That is a contribution mm-hmm. to a situation. Yes, it is. So yes, it is. we all contribute. But that I like, what's your 50%? That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, I don't so, want to run out of time. Do you want to yeah, bring her bring, through and see what she says? In. Okay. Absolutely. And I'll talk to you when all you come right. back. Hold on just a second. Okay. Hello, beloved one. Hello, Mother. Thank you so much for joining us today. You are so welcome, my dear Charlotte. Thank you for inviting me, and I want to say hello and welcome to all that are listening. Mm-hmm. And it's our anniversary again, Mother. We've been working together for three years now. Happy anniversary, my love. <laughs> Thank you. Sing to you. <laughs> Thank you, my dear. And you've chosen an excellent topic. Um, so today I'd like to focus on uh, the creation of boundaries with others, right? Um, okay. And next month I would like to focus on creating boundaries with yourself. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yes, I was going to ask you about that. Good. So let's do a whole show on that next month, please. Perfect. Thank you. Yes, I was going to ask you uh, how much time we would need for that because it seems to be, at least for me, uh, something that I need to explore. Um, Okay. So we'll do others, boundaries with others today, and next month, boundaries with ourselves. Good. So what I encourage uh, all of you to think about boundaries, very, very simple. What's okay 
and what's not okay. Right? So when you think about um, what you need, that is what's going to help you identify what's okay and what's not okay. Because your needs are very unique and particular to you. Now, there may be some commonality uh, with others, uh, but there's going to be a lot of differences. So when you create boundaries, they are based on the fulfillment of your needs. So when you are in relationship with others, regardless of what the relationship is, You have certain needs, and they have certain needs. So setting, creating, maintaining boundaries are the way in which you navigate those needs, right? So you gave the example that you need sleep, right? That's Mm -hmm. a basic need for you. And you prefer to have uninterrupted sleep. So... The boundary is that you don't accept communication, outside communications with others during your sleeping hours, right? Now, Mm -hmm. that's a pretty standard boundary that most people adhere to unless they're awake, they're night owls, some people are up all night and sleep during the day, Uh, but for the most part. That's a pretty standard boundary. And you've created it because you acknowledge that when you get good, uninterrupted sleep, you feel better, right? Mm-hmm. So that means that that's okay for you. But it's not okay for you to have interrupted sleep. Right? Because you recognize when your sleep is very interrupted, you have a hard time getting back to sleep, or you're awake for hours in the middle of the night, the next day you don't feel good. And no, if that we, happens, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just going to say, in, in my case, which is, I, I wouldn't say completely unique, I'm doing things when I'm asleep. I'm resting, yes. But I'm doing things. If I'm in a dream and I'm working on that and I'm trying to translate it while I'm having, I'm doing things. So um, I, I take particular offense that um, when my eyes are closed, that someone thinks it's okay to just wake me up or disturb me in some way. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes, indeed. And in. you are not alone in that. But uh, mm-hmm. overall, it's about uh, rest. It's about uh, recalibrating throughout the night, um, calming down to the best of your ability so that the next day you feel good. And that's that's what people want. That's what they need. And for health purposes, people need good uninterrupted sleep. Mm -hmm. So that's how you came to the conclusion that you need that boundary, right? Because it is okay when you feel good the next day. It's not okay when you don't, right? So that's how you uh, 
decide. So that's a very simple and in some ways very obvious example. But I'm encouraging everyone to break it down. You mentioned some of the categories, right? Mental boundaries. Mm-hmm. And we'll go deeper into mental boundaries based on uh, setting boundaries with yourself, right? Okay. But um, there's mental, there's emotional, um, and there's spiritual, and there's physical. Now, physical boundaries can also be divided into some subcategories, right? And those can be um, uh, physical as relating to what you eat, physical as relating to uh, how you move your body with um, exercise, how you take care of it. Uh, It can also be sexual. Uh, It can also um, be physical in the respect that um, uh, you would put stuff in that category, right? So physical things like your stuff, your things. Um, Maybe you don't care if uh, Danielle, as your girlfriend, comes over to your house and just starts rummaging through your clothes and says, hey, shark, can I uh, take this and that? Or even when you're not home, comes over and, uh, oh, I borrowed this. Oh, no problem. Some people are absolutely fine with that. And others, oh, no, it is not okay for you to borrow my stuff. You can borrow my kitchen stuff, but you can't borrow my clothing stuff. Right? Uh, you can I'm borrow... Wondering. Yes. Uh, so you can um, eat off my plate without asking, or you can oh. eat off my plate without asking. Right? So you're you're pressing all my buttons. <laughs> so... It's important that all of you as individuals become very clear what's okay and what's not okay. Break down your life into categories. Look at your finances. Uh, You just uh, made a point earlier that someone said, please help this person out. They will pay you later. Um, But then they did not. And mm-hmm. then you have to create a financial boundary right. Right, that uh, is, pertains to money. And some people, they lend money to all kinds of people because they have no boundaries with their finances. And then they realize that, ooh, now I don't have any money because I've given it all away and no one is giving it back. Um, and so you look at setting up those boundaries because what's behind that, yes, there may be the true desire to help others because you just love, you're a loving person, but what can be underneath that is the fear that if you say no, you cannot borrow this money, uh, that they won't love you anymore. They won't want to be your friend. They will become angry with you. So you try to avoid all of that. 
and you keep giving the money and giving the money. And you mm-hmm. find that in the end, without boundaries, you hurt yourself over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Sexually, women, those in your world that are in uh, the body, the, uh, the sex, have chosen the sex of a female, uh, but um, maybe a different gender, but the energy of female, okay. there is the feeling that, well, first of all, you all are really allowed to have fantastic, wonderful, uh, uh, open, free sex, right? You're supposed to have repressed and very quiet sex. Um, And so you may have developed the inability to set boundaries sexually. So you allow things to happen sexually to you that Mm -hmm. you really don't like or you do things sexually that you really don't enjoy. But you do them because maybe you feel it's expected. Uh, Maybe it is expected. Maybe you feel that uh, you're supposed to. And maybe it's just because you've never allowed yourself to explore what's okay for you sexually and what's Mm -hmm. not okay for you sexually. And Mm -hmm. then to articulate that and to, uh, to live that. Right. Mm-hmm. So take out paper and pen and just create those larger categories for yourself. And start writing what's okay, what's not okay. What do you do sexually, typically? Right? What are the actions or behaviors that you take uh, sexually? And mm-hmm. which ones? You really are okay, better than okay, and which ones are not? Which ones even make you feel upset or very uncomfortable or feel um, somehow that you are less than? Uh, So you really want to look at these things and start to see in your relationships how when you don't have healthy boundaries in place, you will start to see how that has affected all your relationships. Mm -hmm. So let's say, for example, with a friendship, you meet someone and you like them. You think, wow, they're pretty uh, great, funny. Um, I enjoy spending time with them. But Uh, For whatever reason, I'm not really resonating like super big with them. Um, But I like them. I like seeing them every once in a while or chatting on the phone or uh, that kind of thing. Um, But they are not someone I want to spend lots of time with. But they might have a very different idea. And through their actions, they start to sort of bulldoze their way into your inner circle and you sort of wake up one day and realize they are um, occupying the primary place 
because you could not say no along mm-hmm. the way. Mm-hmm. And so now you are involved in a very uh, consistent, ongoing friendship that you do not really enjoy. And it becomes more a chore or an obligation. And that is not kind for either you or the other person, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, this is how boundaries, because you know that if you allow that person into your inner circle, eventually it's going to fall apart because you don't want them there. Right. That's happened to me a couple times. Yes, because it is not sustainable because you don't resonate well together at the same frequency. But that Mm -hmm. doesn't mean you cannot be friends with that person. It just means that you have to start saying no. Right. um, Right? That it's not Mm -hmm. every, uh, every week or three times a week, but maybe it's once every few weeks. Right, and maybe mm-hmm. you don't spend all day together, but you just spend a few hours together, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's about recognizing what you need and believing that your needs matter. I think, if I may ask a question at this point, is that okay? Yes. Okay. Everything you're saying makes absolute perfect sense, and um, we all needed to hear it. I think what it comes to, for many of us, is Mm -hmm. when we have a difficult childhood, whether it included sexual abuse or not, okay? Um, Some may have just had a childhood where the parents were overbearing. And so as you get older, I think it becomes difficult to find our voice to express what we prefer, what we do or don't want, what we would like to have in a relationship. So it can make a lot of sense to a lot of people, but what if they can't, or they're still having trouble finding their voice? I've gotten much better, but what if people are struggling with finding that voice, even after they clearly identify their needs, how do they get that beyond that block? And those people you just described, beloved, are the people that need boundary work the most because mm-hmm. people that tend to grow up in healthier, healthier, right, there's always some dysfunction in every, because people are people. Sure. So people that tend to grow up in uh, more healthy, loving households tend to, and this isn't always the case, but they tend to create boundaries more naturally. Because mm-hmm. their needs were honored. Right. right. So they were taught that their needs mattered and that needs, fulfillment of needs, made for a happy life. And so they tend to naturally be the people that say, oh, you know, that doesn't work for me, uh, but let's try it this way and that might work better. Or Mm -hmm. they're the people that uh, find it easier to say no. No, uh, sorry, that I can't do that. But it's the people that you describe, beloved, Mm -hmm. 
that are struggling because they, their needs were not met in a healthy and loving manner. Mm-hmm. But now, as adults, you all have to meet those needs. And one of the number one best way to meet your needs is to have in place healthy and loving boundaries. And you have to go a step further because it's not just putting the boundary in place, but then there have to be consequences when that boundary is crossed. I'll give you an example. Let's say you have a friend or a coworker or a partner, doesn't matter, uh, or a child uh, who when you make time to be together, is always late, right? Yes. And uh, they don't call, they don't uh, contact you, they don't let you know that they're going to be late. That, so you just sit there, 10, 15, 20, 30, sometimes longer. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe... Uh, you live in a big city, there's a traffic accident and you just can't help it. It happens every once in a while. That's different. I'm talking about people who are chronically late and do not reach out and let people know that they're going to be late. And so after the fourth or fifth or sixth time of sitting there waiting, 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 you it hits you that um, this is not okay for you right? because it feels that your time is not being honored. Right? That, uh, your time doesn't matter, that it's about their time only and not your time because they agreed right, to the time that you would meet. Um, mm-hmm. And so you not only do you say to them when they finally get there, so this is not okay for me, you being late all the time. And yes, I thank you for the sorry and the amends and I forgive you, of course. I love you, you're my friend or you're uh, my spouse, uh, but it's not okay for me. So here's what's going to happen moving forward. If you are more than 15 minutes late and I don't hear from you, I'm going to leave. Or I'm going to go ahead and order and eat my uh, food, and when I'm done with my food, I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? So you are That's letting good. people know that it not only is it not okay to continue the behavior with you, but that uh, there are then going to be consequences to their actions. And you're taking care of yourself. Maybe you don't like to eat by yourself in a restaurant, so your consequence might be that you get up and leave. Mm-hmm. You go home and have your, uh, your meal. Or you're perfectly fine eating alone and you go ahead because you're hungry. And you're going to go ahead and order your food. Because mm-hmm. part of what's not okay for you is you're sitting there getting more and more hungry. And 
you aren't feeling so good because you need to eat, but you're waiting and waiting and waiting for the other mm-hmm. person to show up, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. what's beautiful about setting the boundary and the consequence and then following through on the consequence is that it's not personal. You recognize that that person has a problem with being late. It's not your issue. It's their issue. You don't uh, dislike them for it. Uh, It's not about you. It has nothing to do with you. So you're not taking it personally, but you are recognizing that you need to take care of yourself in the scenario. Mm-hmm. So you just inform them that this is what you're going to do to take care of yourself moving forward. Not This is not about retaliation or revenge. It's just about taking care of yourself so that you can feel good and also you can continue to be in relationship with them. Right? No resentment. Mm-hmm. Everyone's doing what they need to do. If that person needs to continue to be late, then maybe over even more episodes, you might decide that meeting them at a public place doesn't work for you. Mm -hmm. That it's just not, um, yes, you don't want to keep waiting and eating by yourself, right? Yeah. So, again, not uh, to retaliate, but just to care for yourself. So that is a simple boundary that is very common. Mm -hmm. But when you don't set a boundary with a consequence and follow through on the consequence, you are placing yourself in a position to be hurt over and over again. And then Mm -hmm. you will build a resentment And if you hang on to that resentment or expect them to change, right? So that's the empowerment. You're not Mm -hmm. expecting them to change. You are taking the action. And that's empowering. Because if you don't and you let a resentment fester, what happens most commonly is you don't get to keep the friendship. So then you don't get to keep all the great parts of that person mm-hmm. and all the and wonderful times that you have and all the love that you share, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, that you paint a beautiful picture with that whole example with, you know, people who are late all the time. Um, and I think it's typical of many people who they're just kind people, Um and so they do sit and wait for that person over and over, and they, they tolerate these um, instances of, I'll say, disrespect um, because they are a nice person. Uh, but for friendships like that, I learned that it was best to keep them just over the telephone and not meet up with them in public. In other uh, scenarios, there were people who behaved in a certain way that uh, was inappropriate in public. And so I learned to keep for those friendships because I liked the person and I wasn't judging them, but I didn't want to be part of that behavior, so I kept that friendship on the phone as well. Um, yes. And, but but I think for... Exactly. Oh, well, 
I'm, I'm looking at when people are in life like that all the time and they become doormats for people. And so if anybody is listening to this and feeling that they tend to become a doormat for others, this conversation is, should, and I hope it will be especially helpful for you. Um, I would I would like to bring up a a different scenario that might be the, the other side of the coin here, if that's okay, Mother. Yes. When I was speaking with my client and working with them, the situation was that when they were a child, their boundaries were consistently crossed and violated. And as a result, their perception of the line of other people's boundaries became very blurred. What can we say to anyone who might be experiencing that side of it? Absolutely. Any kind of abuse, whether it's mental abuse, emotional abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, that is a violation of boundaries. Right? Um, mm-hmm. And also it happens with siblings who just come in and take stuff or break stuff or uh, mm-hmm. sometimes in big families, uh, children feel they have their, their stuff is not their own ever. Yes. Um, so these can set you up for a lot of difficulties moving forward. And again, this is how you start to feel what's okay and what's not okay. And if someone, if you don't um, recognize someone else's boundary, it is imperative that you not, when they say no to you or they say hey, you can't do that, or that's not okay when you do that. You don't take it personally. You recognize that, oh, gosh, I didn't even see that. I didn't even understand that that might be a problem for them. And you talk about it. You get curious. You ask questions. Hey, is that okay for you when I do this? Or um, I noticed were you a little uncomfortable when I said that? Or you ask questions. People Mm -hmm. are so grateful. When you come into discovery with curiosity rather than doubt and accusation, right? So if Mm. you're not sure about a boundary with someone you're in relationship with, Sit down and talk about it. Make it an exploration. And maybe they didn't even know that it was a problem or that there needed to be a boundary. This is how you grow in your relationships. First of all, you recognize that your needs matter. And second of all, you recognize that you can't possibly know what's best for another person. So if there's a question, you ask, right? If there's doubt, you ask. And that way, you're inviting um, the co-creation of boundaries. Mm -hmm. And that takes the... I was was just going to say, that takes the discomfort out of the situation so that you can speak about it comfortably. And and really share your truth. Yes. And you take the um, 
you take out the element that because you might have inadvertently uh, violated someone's boundaries, that all of a sudden you're a terrible person or that you're, uh, you are wrong as a person or you are the mistake rather than you just made a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you want to be careful of. That even if someone gets angry or upset that you have violated a boundary, you need to recognize that you've just made a mistake, right? You are not the mistake. Right. Mm. When you can separate that out, all of a sudden, it really changes the level of love that is present. And when the higher levels of love are present in any situation, you know that you are going to work out that boundary with the other person in a way that is healthy. And sometimes, and I'll just leave with this, sometimes, and this can get complicated, sometimes, There is a clash, boundary clash. You need a boundary that is a certain something. And they need a boundary that is also a certain something. But those two things don't go together. And that's when you may need outside help. You may need to really break down your need into smaller parts to see what you can do to fulfill that need, maybe not depend so much on them to fulfill it, right? So it's not, this is not an exact, just because you set a boundary doesn't doesn't mean that's going to work for the people you're in relationship with, right? right? So sometimes there is a deeper exploration that is needed Mm-hmm. And sometimes that deeper exploration needs um, maybe a professional to help, right? Mm-hmm, yes. Yeah. You need a, a third party to help keep it yes. um, on a healthy level, yes. Yes, and maybe offer a different perspective that the two of you can see, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, always be open to help and guidance, but in the end, in the end, you must create your boundaries based on what you really feel you need. And if that means you lose the relationship, then you have to be willing to accept that because You cannot sustain a relationship when your needs and your boundaries are being violated over and over and over again. Hmm? Yes, that's not a way to live. No, no. Well, it is, uh, but it's not the way that uh, feels good to live. Let's say that. Hmm? Yes, that's a better way to say it. that's no way to live and expect peace. Uh, Mother, this has been absolutely helpful in so many ways. Thank you so much for this today. You are so welcome, beloved. I love you all. 
and I am with you. As you build each boundary, I'll be holding your hands and cheering you on. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Namaste. Namaste, Mother. Hi. Hi. Ooh. Oh boy. Well, I, I I tell you that was um mm I know and I and I have to say I have to for full full confession here I am still uh struggling with the consequences part. Um I uh I come from that wounded childhood and um, following through on consequences, especially with relationships that are really important to me. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one for me. Yes. Because um, confrontation, I kind of avoid it like, you know, the plague. <laughs> so yeah. That's the part I'm really working on in my boundary work. So, yeah, I'm getting there. There's a lot, but... to, there's a lot to unpack and think about here. Yeah. There's a lot, and I don't want to keep you. Um, this was what's what's the right word? Like when you when when mother says things in such a way, and you wind up sitting there like just still. You know that stillness comes over you. Like yes, 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 yes. You know. I call that I call that uh, gobsmacked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just have that sort of <laughs> Is that what that moment. Means? It's it's like, oh, my gosh, yes, the light bulb just goes off. You know, you just feel illuminated in that moment of, of yes. uh, wisdom and, and uh, truth, you know, that moment of truth. Exactly. And I'm going to have to listen to this another ten times as well. <laughs> I typically do that with all of them, but um, this is fascinating. And I love that she broke it down to, because that was my question, because uh, in my notes, that little essay I wrote, I was thinking, well, what about boundaries with yourself? Because mm-hmm. sometimes I say I'm not going to do something, and I do it anyway. And then sometimes I say I'm going to do something, and I don't do it, and then I'm made it myself. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah. that was going to be in the lineup, but she uh, said let's do an, uh, a continuation. So that's a great idea. I know. I'm excited. That's going to be good. That's going to be good. <laughs> I love that we all work so well together. And if if <laughs> If you want, I mean, I'm I'm probably going to start doing a lot of writing um, because I'm feeling that urge. So mm-hmm. I'm going to make this an article of some kind. And um, if you want me to share or if you want to talk about things, feel free to, you know, reach out if if you're exploring that. Awesome. Yes, I would love that. I would love okay. That. Well, thank good. you so much for your time and, and the great discussion. That was Terrific! I really enjoyed our our conversation today. I always do. Um, yeah. But this is a huge topic, and this is very timely, yeah. like I said, because of all the shifts. And this is the the work that needs to be done, and it is a huge portion of the self care that we've been promoting 
for so long now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a big, it's important, a crucial part of that. So, yeah. Um, this is very Thank you so much for having me, Charlotte. I always, always love being here with you and all your listeners. Just oh, wonderful. I know you do. And we love having you. We all do. Um, okay, so BelovedPublications.com, everybody. Go visit, connect with Danielle. Oh, and I wanted to mention you had a video on your website, Playtime with Mother Mary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my latest uh, video with Mother. <laughs> okay. There is also a, a four-part series of What's Your Story and Mother Helps You Rewrite Your Story. And I heard, uh, I think it was over the weekend, the, your recent conversation with Robin Brenda on Conscious Talk Radio about how everything is for your highest good, and I recommend that everybody listen to that. You can you can access it directly from my website. It will take you right there. Um, their website's a little difficult to navigate, so I made it really easy, but that's something everybody needs to hear. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a, it was it was a really good one. That was yeah. awesome. All right. Thank All you right, again, dear. Danielle, and I will talk to you soon. Okay. Love you. Love you too, dear. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone. That is our show for today. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.